Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We are your hosts, Amy Ravel and Kirsty Fruger, and it is a lovely afternoon to be podcast recording all about treasure hunting, Kirst. Yes, it is. When I mentioned treasure hunting, what came up in your mind? Just like what's the first thing that you thought of? It didn't, doesn't have to be in regards to decluttering and organising. Um, well, I had a couple of thoughts. One was like, sitting sitting on a tropical island <laughs> mm-hmm. and just relaxing but that just could be because we're busy at the moment um but I was and we haven't had proper holiday in in years, two years because of COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I also thought about what a lot of clients say to us is I'm a bit of a treasure hunter and what they really mean is I go through people's hard rubbish trying to find things that are salvageable so they were the two things that came to my mind what about you mm. yeah I definitely thought tropical island and we were dreaming with you know scrooge mcduck playing with his money (laughs) (laughs) so hang on (laughs) now we're treasure hunting and the treasure's actually worth is just cash yeah oh (laughs) yes i'm coming on that holiday (laughs) (laughs) and obviously because i suggested the topic (laughs) i thought of all of our clients who get super excited when they find treasure. <laughs> and what kind of treasures are you thinking? Treasures in their homes or treasures that they bring into their homes? I oh, know treasures in their home. Like right. so when That's... they find their lost passport or their <sighs> necklace that their husband gave them and they thought they'd lost or, yeah. Awesome. Well, I think there's a couple of lines that we can take this episode down and we'll see how mm. many of them we get to. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about going treasure hunting in amongst your own stuff to find the treasure. Yeah, I really want to encourage people to view the decluttering process as 
you can be hunting for the treasure, you know, and you can find the things that are really worthy of you giving honour in your home and really looking for the things that bring you real joy. Mm. Um, So I would really love to encourage listeners to view decluttering as an exercise in treasure hunting, in looking for the gold in your home and not necessarily viewing everything as gold in your home, but thinking about looking for the things that you have lost, but also really identifying what is worthy of having a place of honor in your home um, and what are the real treasures, the things that you really would love to keep um, and you really want to display or that have got sentimental value rather than, oh, everything is treasure worthy and everything, um, I need to keep everything. Um, But also like, you know, if you have lost your passport or if you have lost a necklace, like be on the lookout when you're decluttering and use that as a um, encouragement to start the decluttering process. I think, Kirst, when you look at your possessions and you start the decluttering process and you look at it all as a whole, if you look at it all like a big forest, it is really hard to make the decisions of like what of this can go when it's all an equal playing field. Mm -hmm. And so if you find it really difficult to let go of things, instead all you aim to do in decluttering is find the treasures and everything else is automatically donate or rubbish. And so sometimes they'll do this with kids. You know how when there's those random toys in every kid's playroom, it's like some Macca's toy and some random thing a kid gave them for their birthday, but it doesn't match in any set. It's not played with. And you have like the basket of randos. Yeah. Can we just clarify for our overseas listeners what Macca's is? Oh, McDonald's. (laughs) And I was like, Kirst, they have McDonald's around around the world, but they probably don't call it Macca's. (laughs) (laughs) So it's all those just bits and pieces. And so when you have a basket of that for kids, rather than saying, what in here do you want to keep? What do you want to let go of? I'll often say, can you see any treasures in here? And so really all they're doing is you're on the lookout for the things that are actually important. And then you just get rid of the rest. Like it's, it makes it so much easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why I, and I love the joy that we see on our clients' faces when they do find those treasures, like particularly the long lost, the lost treasures. Like when they do find that earring that they thought had disappeared or the necklace that their mum gave them before she passed away mm-hmm. or that passport that they just renewed, just got a re- <laughs> No <laughs> longer a treasure because you don't no need it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or they'd been putting off applying for that new passport because they knew it was somewhere in the house or their marriage certificate or their, you know, a loved family member's death certificate um, or the order of service from their mum's funeral. Like things that are really special to particular people. I love, love finding that. Because it can get lost amongst the clutter, can't it? A hundred percent. And that's why we are so particular here at The Art of Decluttering of actually going through paperwork in particular, but actually giving everything a good look through because it is in particularly in paperwork, 
is where the treasures lie. Yeah. Like they get lost because you've put your passport on top of the pile and you're like, that is safe right there. And then somebody else comes along and puts their paperwork on top of it and then you scoop up that all that paperwork and chuck it in a box or a basket, put it in the spare room, thinking that you'll go back and look through it later. And it's been 10 years. Yeah, and we should clarify, the treasures are few and far between. <laughs> That's why they're but called treasures. you've got to go looking for them. I find that this method of decluttering, which is like find the treasure rather than sift through the sand, is really helpful in a wardrobe when someone looks at a wardrobe and they say, I don't like any of my clothes. And what people are tempted to do then is like, well, I'll just go buy new clothes. But instead, if you say to people, pull out the five items that you feel really good in. That is sometimes easier than can you find five items that we can get rid of. So sometimes you just need to flip decluttering on its head and say, what books will I read again? And then everything else can go. What cookbooks will I use again? Everything else can go. What shoes will I wear again? Everything else can go. It can be a really helpful way of decluttering when you kind of feel a bit stuck. You just take a different tact with yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, do we want to talk about your version of treasure hunting? Yeah, let's talk about the potential. Road you can see roadside <laughs> scavenging. We call it aspirational clutter a lot because mm-hmm. it's when you wander up and down the street and you see your neighbor's old coffee table and you saw some friend that sanded down a coffee table and painted it with chalkboard paint or did something pretty to it and you think, oh, I'll do that. And you bring it home and it's aspirational and you think you've gone treasure hunting, that actually all you've done is you've gone hunting and bought crap home. How do we want to encourage people, Kirst, to not, to really take the time to assess is this treasure or not? Mm, I do think that it's really tempting and really, really tempting to pick that up you know, for a bargain or, you know, to be scrolling Facebook marketplace and just see an awesome bargain and buy it. Mm -hmm. And in those circumstances, you can be really intentional. And even with roadside collections, you can definitely be intentional. But, and I would say though, that sometimes we get into that poverty mindset or lack Mm -hmm. mindset where we're like, oh, we must get this now because if I don't take it from the side of the road right now, somebody else, the next person driving behind me is going to take it because it's such a good fill in the blank. Yeah. And I'll never have another opportunity to get that fill in the blank. And so it's fine. There's always grace. There's always kindness that we want you to extend to yourself. If you do take that home right there and then, And I would encourage you that before you actually bring it into your home or into your shed or, you know, into a space, just leave it in the garage or in the carport and just then take the time to be intentional. And this is what we we say if you are, you know, if you're scrolling Facebook Marketplace and you see a bargain, like be really thoughtful. Do I have the capacity right now? Do I have the capacity? Can I foresee that in the next really short term, in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, I am going to have the capacity, the energy, the inspiration, the creativity, the drive, the enthusiasm to actually get this project done 
or to actually use this piece of whatever for its intended and my intended purpose and being really be just imagine Amy and I there <laughs> right we're right there with you going really are you really sure that you're going to do that project are you really sure that that is the that your home is the best place for this to end up <laughs> or could it serve somebody else more or could it serve the my roadside collection more <laughs> yes I was talking to a client the other day who rang to make an inquiry and he was saying that he is he's a, he called himself a treasure hunter and I said to him do you mean roadside collection and he said yes and I, so I said to him what's your track record of doing up the projects that you bring or is your garage full of items that you're going to restore? And there was like this silence and he goes, you busted me. (laughs) (laughs) And then we booked a session. He got rid of so much because he was like, what's my track record? Zero for 1 million. Okay. I'm not going to get to these. And I said to him, like, why don't you keep the one that you really want to do? And if you actually do it, how good are you going to feel? And if you haven't done it in six months, get rid of that one too. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a client this morning on a very similar conversation about UFOs around her crafting and sewing and and, you know, we've had these conversations. Go and listen to our episode called Aspirational Clutter and our craft and hobbies episode is another good one where we talk about this concept of really questioning yourself. Um, and, yeah, I said to this beautiful client of mine, really want you to consider um, are you actually going to do that project and l- set aside your money mindset around this set aside your wishfulness and aspirational part of you Um, because I think that there's lots of parts of us there is that money perspective where we are like but I spent a lot of money to get though that crafting material or those crafts or I spent a lot of money buying that thing on marketplace I really should use it because if I don't then that's just being bad to my previous self who thought I would use that. Being bad is the wrong way to describe it, but you all know what I mean. Um, And set aside the guilt and, you know, the potential guilt and the potential shame that you might choose to pour on yourself around that object and decide, am I actually going to do this project is it reasonable to expect that of me in the next couple of months? And do I even like that project anymore? <laughs> I may That may have been a past self that wanted to be a crocheter or <laughs> a, you know, cross-stitcher. That was, or, and, or I wanted to be that person. That's that whole episode, Aspirational Clutter. It's all yeah. about that person. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. 
Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> Let's talk about another aspect of treasure hunting. And that is when you think that perhaps items in your home have commercial value, like <laughs> what you think might be an antique or something that's come over with your great-grandma from when they came over from Hungary on the ship. That can be a really tricky roadblock for decluttering when you feel like you need to get a treasure hunter into your home. You actually need someone to come in, do a bit of treasure hunting through all your things and tell you this is worth $100, this is worth $40, this is worth $300. It's a really, really tricky place to be. Kirst, Give us some advice. What do we say to our clients and what do we want our listeners to think of when they're stuck wanting a treasure hunter? Mm. I think you do have to weigh up again. Do I have the capacity at this point in time to organ- to re- find the right valuer, to get them to come into my home? Is this important enough for me to get that valuation Mm. um and am I actually going to kick myself for letting something go that was worth a lot of money if I never know about it and even if I do find out about it that that piece was now is now worth five thousand dollars do how do I balance that up with the freedom and the joy I felt by not having that piece of furniture in my home or that thing whatever that thing is so and it is look and I'm not disputing that people have grown up with lack and that that is a really strong undercurrent for a lot of people you may still be in lack you may still not have the money that you need to to feel secure and safe um and so please don't mishear us that we we want to acknowledge that and and that's we're sorry that you're in that situation. Um, but there is a lot of inherited lack and inherited mindset around lack and being wasteful and not valuing things like I used to in my day in case you're hearing your grandparents or your parents speaking to you. Um. <laughs> I think that that's true, Kirst, is so much of it's based on, but my mum told me this was valuable. And yeah. unless your mum is an antique dealer, her opinion of its value is possibly not worth very much. I would say 
find an antique dealer or find a coin dealer or whoever it is that will allow you to take photos and email it to them. Mm-hmm. That's a really quick way of being able to get evaluation and just send through the photos and say, is any of this worth your interest? And if it is, my biggest advice, and I've had clients use um, an auction house, is take whatever price they offer you. Don't shop around trying to get someone else to take a higher value and this and that and the other. Let me tell you a story, Kirst, of your podcast co-host who thought she had an antique once. I was given what we thought was a hand-carved stone flower from China. And when it was given to me, it was, I was told that it was a That's really high value. That's the story you were told. Yeah. Yeah, that was really high value and this would be something I could keep and then sell and blah, 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 blah. So I kept this thing. It was the ugliest thing I've ever seen, ugliest thing ever. I am never going to display a stone-carved flower in my house, but Ooh. whatever. I kept it for probably 30 years, maybe 25 years. And then I decided this is ridiculous once I became a professional organiser and I started carting that stupid thing around to antique dealers. The first one I went to, this is like before you could do like send a photo through. Mm -hmm. The first one was like, oh, there's lots of these around. It's probably worth $40. I'll give you 40 bucks for it. And they would sell it for say a hundred. And I was like, no, I was told it was worth more than that. And so I lugged it around to another antique dealer and made phone calls and no, 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 no. And in the end, I threw it in the bin. (laughs) because it drove me so bonkers. And then I was like, is it worth... And you spent way more than $40 of your time. Oh, my gosh, so much more. (laughs) So, so I'd spent time Googling it. I'd spent time looking on eBay. I'd spent time trying... Like, it was just ridiculous. And then Mm -hmm. I just got rid of it in the end. I think maybe I sent it to the op shop, but I definitely didn't sell it. What I would have been better off doing if I really did want to sell it is when I got to that first antique shop and they said, I'll give you 40 bucks, I'd say, show it to me, here's the thing. That Mm -hmm. is what I would recommend for people is as soon as you've got someone that will buy it, offload it. All you need is one person ready to buy it, let them have it. That's what the capital market is all about. (laughs) (laughs) Explain further. It's only value is of the person who is willing to buy it at right there and then right there and then like (laughs) my house I can think that my house is worth two million dollars but until somebody shows me the money yeah it's worth nothing other than the story I'm paying off to the bank yeah (laughs) yep it's only worth what it's worth to you because you don't have to live in another house yes (laughs) and and I think that and I think that there's two parts to antiques is that there is the monetary value, but there's also the sentimental mm. value. But if nobody knows the story, then I would encourage you to think about is it like how much sentimentality do I have to place on this? Yeah. So, you know, ring around your cousins, ring around your aunties and uncles or your, your nieces and nephews and see or, you know, put up take a photo and put it in a family WhatsApp or Facebook messenger group and say, does anybody else know the story of this? And does anybody else like it? Because I do not want to be the storehouse of all these antiques that nobody even likes and is going to be taken away with my body. 
there's a real grieving process, I think, when you realise that the things you were keeping that you've stored and kept and moved house with 15 times and were told that great-grandma's silver is worth something and then you find out it's worth nothing and you've been lugging it around for half your life, there is Mm -hmm. a process where you're like, I'm really sad about that. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't just donate the silver to the op shop. I actually saw a cool post on Facebook the other day from the nursing home just down my street asking if anyone had any old silver because some of the residents quite liked shining the silver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that polishing was like, it. yeah, polishing it was like one of their recreational activities as they gave them all polishing cloths and silver and then talked. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. that's the cutest. That's such a lovely thing that would take them back to their childhoods. That's the value in the silver, not the fact that you could take it to a metal collectors and get $4 for it. Yeah, and that's why if you have something that is of great import to you, write the story, tell the story, tell your family the story of why this is important. You know, I'm sure I've shared this before, but my mum and dad have recently retired and they're being grey nomads around Australia trying to avoid COVID wherever they go literally running out like escaping out of states that have COVID (laughs) that's what I mean by avoiding COVID Um, and before they packed up and and completely downsized to a camper van they wrote the stories of their important treasures and they were not monetarily necessarily monetarily important they were sentimentally important to them yeah and so one of them was like a wicker basket and we may or may somebody may or may not want that but we may want it more because we know why mum was sentimentally attached to that rather than looking at a wicker basket that admittedly has lasted 40 years (laughs) so it's a pretty good basket um and like not valuing it for the sake of how much it costs or how much we're going to get for it but actually valuing it for the story that it tells our family Mm, mm. and so yeah if you got sentimentality towards a piece of furniture then Give that honour and find a space in your home for it rather than it sitting in the shed collecting yeah. dust. Make it a treasure. Frustrating you because you have to be the treasure holders of all this thing for your extended family. And you know that, you know, you've been told somewhere along the line that this has actually got value. Again, things are only valuable in the marketplace when somebody wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. Talking of treasure hunting. Mm. Well, you and I have been treasure hunting the last two months. (laughs) We have, and we have turned up absolute gold. Absolute gold. Listeners, in the last couple of months, the art of decluttering has expanded into Perth, Queensland and Gippsland in regional Victoria. And we've been treasure- and we've expanded our teams in Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been treasure hunting for the best professional organisers, and we have found them, and we have gathered them. We've done the hunting and the gathering for you. So, if you're in Perth, if you're in the Central Highlands in Queensland, if you're in Greater Sydney or Sydney and Melbourne and Greater Melbourne and Gippsland, our treasures, our professional organisers and declutter coaches 
are super, super excited to come out and serve you guys. We're seeing 40 to 50 clients a week at times. Like we are so so excited for what we get to do and we want to be your treasure hunting pirates and come and help you are pirates the baddies they're the baddies aren't they we want to be partners in treasure hunting there you go that's better and we want to come alongside you and help to encourage you to sift through the dross for the gold that is in your home and in your head and in your heart (sighs) kest I love treasure yeah, hunting with you. Let's keep <laughs> treasure hunting for podcast episodes, for clients that we can help, for staff that we can release. Um, and if you, listener, are looking to do some treasure hunting, you might want to scroll back in your Facebook feed, in your Facebook feed, oh, my gosh, in your podcast feed even, and listen to another episode. We've got a bank of like a bajillion episodes. And so if you're feeling like you need some podcast treasure, just scroll back, pick one at random and enjoy learning about decluttering in a different way. (laughs) We've had a few people in our Facebook community recently who have gone back to the very beginning and started listening and have found gold and are asking us questions that I can't remember the answer to because it was four and a half years ago. (laughs) I know people are so lovely. They think our memories are that good. They're not. (laughs) (laughs) They are. You remember where so-and-so client has put her mug that she got the first. It's true. Mother's Day that her son was at school. Yes. So don't tell me that your memory is bad. My I friend. just remember the it's important just things. Weird. <laughs> I have to have weird touched memory. It. Yeah, it's a kinetic memory. Mm. So because it's just if not I a verbal ask you memory. what you did yesterday no and idea. who you spoke to, no, you got no. nothing for me. No, nothing. But you know where that Mother's Day mug is from two thousand and one. Exactly. unique humans we are we are listeners it's been cool hanging out with you again this week let's do it again next week and if you've got any episode topics that you'd like us to cover just pop into our facebook community page and just let us know or you can email us at hello at the art of decluttering.com.au we will see you next week see you then bye bye Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colours, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 